Hello and welcome to the Clubhouse. This is Golf Monthly's weekly look at the various different events in the world of golf. My name is Neil Tappin and um, this week we have a, a big podcast for you, a special podcast for you because it's open week. Um, well, it's not quite open week. We're doing it just before open week starts because we're all heading off uh, to Royal Troon um, on Monday to, um, to bring some live coverage direct from the event. Uh, I am joined this week by um, three um, regular podcasters. Firstly, Nick Bonfield. Nick, hi, how are you? Neil, good, thanks. Yourself? Just recently back from the French Open? Yes, it was good. Very good. Yeah. yeah. Um, great golf course and a lot of, met a lot of nice people. So <laughs> goes down as a success. Okay. <laughs> uh, any potential girlfriends? Uh, no, met a lot of men. Uh, <laughs> That's gonna limited on the women front, actually. <laughs> for that. Uh, Tom Clark. Tom, hi, how are you? I'm very well. I haven't been to the French Open. No. Um, no, indeed. I shut you up, didn't I? <laughs> well, I'm sure you've been watching a lot of sport, though. Oh, of course. That's all I ever do in my life. So. <laughs> uh, and our esteemed editor, Michael Harris. Mike, how are you? Good morning, Neil. I'm very well, thanks. Very, very well. I didn't go to the French Open either. <laughs> I'm uh, busy following the progress of, uh, of the Welsh football team, <laughs> which, uh, as we speak, is... Um, yeah, going quite well. No so, yeah. root and branch investigation required for them. <laughs> no, absolutely not. Absolutely not. So. Okay, so we have a very busy podcast um, to look forward to. Um, we're going to start by taking a look at Royal Troon, the challenges of Royal Troon, where we think it, it ranks amongst the other uh, courses on the open rotor. Um, some of the challenges specifically that Royal Troon poses, because each open golf course, while they come from the same family of Lynx Golf, they all do pose slightly different challenges. and. We haven't seen a, um, an open at Troon since 2004, so it's something that not many people are too familiar with. So we'll take a look at the challenge there. Then we're going to hear from uh, Golf Monthly's uh, contributing editor, uh, a man by the name of Jeremy Elwood, you might be familiar with. He was up there a couple of weeks ago, uh, had the chance to play the golf course. So he's going to tell us a little bit about what to expect in terms of the conditioning and what they've done to change it from 2004. Uh, then we're going to come back, talk about some of the contenders, of which there are a lot to, to, to discuss the potential chances of. Then we're going to have a quiz. And finally, we are going to look at um, what Golf Monthly have in store for the Open Championship week itself. So we've got a lot to get through. Yeah, and maybe go home to bed by the sounds of things. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> indeed. Um, so, Mike, I'm going to start with you. Um, where does Troon rank amongst the Open Rotor? It's an interesting one. I think that Troon is perhaps the least uh, well-known of all the Open Rotor courses. Uh, as you say, we've not had an Open there since 2004, which was, funnily enough, the first Open that I covered for, for Golf Monthly, so 12 years ago. Uh, I remember it as a being a really tough golf course. Um, it's sort of out on, obviously, on the west coast of Scotland. I think it lives slightly in the shadow of, uh, of Turnberry, which is more well-known uh, and, a, I guess, sort of visually more of a, um, you know, sort of impactful course. Troon is, is fairly flat, a little bit like Carnoustie, uh, the old course, uh, and, and Hoylake in that respect. Uh, and I think it's sort of, it, it, it's quite understated, or it's very understated. We actually rank it um, the lowest of all the open rotor courses, and um, it's down at 29 in our current top 100 rankings. But having chatted to Jez, who, as you say, has just been up and played it recently, also uh, one of our other contributing editors, Fergus Bissett, played it for the Open Media Day. Now he wrote about that in the in the latest issue of Golf Month, and he said actually 
it's a better course than he remembered. I haven't. It's the only open road course that I've not played. But oh, you'll have to put do something about. I, that. I, I know. Definitely need to write that. <laughs> I'm not sure they'll let you bring your clubs this week. <laughs> no, uh, <laughs> I don't think I'll quite get in this week. Um, but but perhaps we've got a little bit low. So I think we, we will certainly look at that at that ranking. At the, say at the moment, it's 29, um, and all the other open rotor courses are between. Um, if you take Muirfield out currently off the rotor, although I expect the uh, their membership vote to change and they will be back on. Um, old course at three, Turnbury, uh, Burkdale, Carnoustie, Royal Liverpool, Royal Port Rush, which obviously coming back on to the uh, open rotors, so I missed off Royal Lytham, and then Troon. Um, so, so, you know, it's a it's a classic um, out and back links. Where it's, a, it's an out and then a little loop and then back. And those um, inward nine holes are uh, said to be the toughest uh, inward stretch on the open rotor. So I think that's really where all majors come down to the back nine on a Sunday afternoon. I really think uh, that'll be the case with Troon. And uh, Nick, I see you've got the our open preview uh, issue of Golf Monthly yeah. in front of you Absolutely. where we looked at um, uh, the golf course there. Um, let's, <clears throat> I had a look at yesterday at the weather forecast, okay, and I think it's fair Busy to say day. it's mixed. <laughs> <laughs> it's mixed. Right, so um, we're going to have, as we have had for the last few yeah. weeks, you know, a bit of everything. Um, who do you think the golf course is going to suit from what you've seen in here? Uh, I think, again, I, I seem to be saying this quite a lot recently, but total driving. Uh, so someone like a Dustin Johnson, I think it's uh, a guy He's who can hit He's not playing too badly. Or like, a set, or, not to, not, or like a guy who can hit one of those sort of bullet drives off the tee, keeping it low, penetrates through the wind, a player like that. So a Dustin, a Garcia, someone like that. I think it's so important to keep your ball in play on the back nine. There's four, I think there's five par fours over 450 yards long. That, although I would say that is... Instant prevailing wind. Yeah, that's, it's still nothing for those guys. But I do agree with your accuracy. I think over distance will be uh, a key factor that, you know, a lot of those holes are uh, a gorse line. So if you really hit it offline, you, you face the prospect of a... Um, of a lost golf ball or you know remember everybody probably remembers Ernie Els having to um, play that weird shot sort of um, yeah. almost like a tennis shot yeah um, when he um, hit, yeah bush, his ball was sort of lodged yeah. up in the gorse bush uh, and you know if the wind gets up like on all links courses that really changes the um, changes the perspective but but yeah I mean I think you know as Nick said that total driving and whether that is people actually hitting driver or whether it's um, people taking a fairway wood, hybrid, long iron, distances these guys hit long irons um, are incredible. Um, um, you I just hope the weather's consistent though, so we don't end up in a scenario where the early starters well, won't we be there. Oh, no, 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 I'd like to see no, some this consistent open, weather. This, firstly, when has, ever, when has golf ever been fair? Yeah. Okay, you hit a shot, that, or you, you hit a putt from 10 feet and it's right in the middle, it hits its bite mark and then yeah. misses and lips out. I mean, Sergio Garcia yeah. had that. That's just a, a micro example. At the open, I'm all for bad weather. Frame. I just it's like it to fair. be bad golf weather for one whole fair. day. <laughs> so it's not, I, I, I know it's inherently unfair, but I'd like to see bad weather or good weather for the entirety of one I day. Su I suggest you write to God. Yeah, but hopefully that happens. It probably won't because it's the open. Hopefully that Or Carol Kirkwood from the BBC. But I think you're going to be um, you know, th th that's the thing about golf by the seaside that, you know, as the tide changes, uh, the wind ebbs and flows, it can be dead calm first thing in the morning and also towards the end of the day. And then through the middle of the day, um, th you know, the wind can the wind can get up or we can 
first thing in the morning it can be you know high winds and then it sort of blows itself yeah. out a bit and i just think that um this sort of being the right side of the draw well you know it's it was interesting. Was it was two years ago and it was referred to Adam Scott winning the other tournament? Yes, because uh, the Hoylake, was wasn't that, it? Yeah. I was looking at some quotes from Rory McIlroy actually, 2011 when he played at St George's, got on the wrong side of the draw, and then was quoted afterwards as saying, I don't tend to like tournaments that um, so much it, it emphasis is placed on which side of the draw you're on, it leaves down too much down to luck. <laughs> and then he went to Hoylake a couple of years later, was on the right side of the draw and ended up he having the best of the weather. 6380 recently at one open. That was oh, that was Sinan. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, Tom, hello. Given that, well, sorry, I'm taking uh, very much at the moment. I'll be very quiet. I'm taking it because I'll be honest with you. As Mike said, um, I don't. I don't I've been, well, that's not that. That's not quite what he said. <laughs> <laughs> he says that sometimes, but um, that Troon is a, a course which I really don't yeah. know that well at all, other than the postage stamp. Well, yeah. Okay, here's a question for you then. Given that you don't know the golf course very well, but more importantly, far more importantly, the players won't know the golf course. Some of them, most of them won't have seen it before. Does it bring the likelihood of a random winner into play? More, does that make, make it more likely a Todd Hamilton figure coming through the field and doing well? Or if it's a brutal test like we think it's going to be, is it more likely? And it was Todd Hamilton a, a kind of an anomaly on that regard? Well, I, I think if you look, the last six winners have all been Americans. They've all been, there's been a few first time winners as well of majors. I think that's right. I'm happy to that Wikipedia. Up. I know, exactly. <laughs> it was Wikipedia, yeah. But um, if, if, if conditions are particularly hard, if you look at US Opens and stuff like that, it usually brings the field a little bit closer together. It's harder for someone to just to charge away. Mm. Um, and you always think, oh, you know, if I just hang around here a bit, then the, you know, the, the, the leaders could actually come back to me. So it just depends. It, again, it's down, down conditions. I love the way that you've looked at the weather forecast and it's still over a week away. Um, if I look at the weather forecast in Essex for tomorrow, they don't know what it's going to be. So um, <laughs> I, th I, think, I think all I'm hoping for is that it doesn't rain too much and it doesn't get too wet. Because mm -hmm. if you're going to play a Lynx and if you're going to watch golf being played on Lynx, I'd rather there's some proper Lynx golf but being played. You want a lot of wind, yeah. but not much rain, don't yeah. you, yeah. ideally. So, I mean, Todd Hammond obviously bunted it around with his hybrid club. 13 hybrids and in everybody was trying to, um, to do that at, uh, at their, their club the next week after. <laughs> Um, I think Mike didn't. Didn't we try and have to run a? Yeah, uh, we had to run a how to do play the hybrid. Language, chip, yeah. Um, after yeah, that yeah. happened, so <laughs> it's obviously a course that's 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 what I remember. Uh, I remember going, "Who's this guy? Oh, he's doing. Oh, he's still mm. putting it hold. Well, he's, well he didn't hold anything. I don't think this hybrid. But he put everything to about a foot. Didn't yeah. He? So yeah. yeah. Okay. Well, um, let's talk now about some of the the, the holes. I mean, Tommy just mentioned the postage stamp. Just briefly, just tell us. What is the postage stamp? It's a par three being played at Troon. It's called, is it called, it's not called, is it called the postage stamp? Yes. It is, that's, that's, that's the official name. There you go, I know a lot. It's 123. 123, I thought I was going to say 123 or 132, I knew, I got the numbers there. And, you know, it's a tiny hole, it's a hole which um, uh, any golfer in the world, I think this is why it's so good, any golfer in the world will stand on that tee and fancy getting it close. Mm. But because the green's so small, and potentially the conditions, even the world's best struggle with it sometimes. Yeah. So that's why that's why it's a really good hole because when you get, I know it's also got the longest hole uh, on the open road as well. I think hasn't it, true? I think six hundred runs. Six, uh, this par five six. Yeah. It's, uh, term, it's called Turnberry, I think. And um, so you know, 
a lot of club golfers won't fancy birdieing that hole because it's just too 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 much yardage. But the the post stamp, I think, is really people think. Do you know what? I'd love to have a go at that. I, I you know there is a chance I could actually do very well on that. So I think that's why it's a, it's a, a hole. Which and really it also goes to prove you don't need to have a long hole for it to be a difficult yeah. hole. Mm. Yeah, um, and I wish sometimes yeah. the, the ruling bodies and the people who are in charge of creating the layouts that tour players play would just take a bit more heed of what goes on on holes yeah. like the postage stamp. Yeah. Rewind to Oakmont, yeah. 290 yards, par three. Well, yeah, that, that, that was that was ridiculous, wasn't it? In yeah. the end, it, it, the, the, when the pros cannot reach a par three, the three was. It, you know, <laughs> things are things are going wrong. But, but also, also this, but also this year, we've already had a short par three be quite dramatic at a major. If anyone the can remember, at Augusta National. Well, 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 remember Neil? Yes, I mean that was where the where the tournament mm. was was decided really when uh, Spieth exploded. So not literally. <laughs> that would be no, that, would, that would be horrific. But um, um, so there will be, I'm sure, drama um, at Trin on that hole as well. It's also positioned in such a way that players are facing a crosswind most of the time, aren't they? Yeah, I think yeah. so. It's, yeah. it's, in its own little loop, isn't yeah. it? Seven, eight, nine. I so that adds so, yeah. to it as well because it's such a narrow group. It was quite interesting. I saw something on social media. Graham McDowell posted a little video um, this last weekend. He was obviously up there practicing, and he hit a he hit a six iron. In there, obviously into the wind. Yeah, tries to play a little knockdown six iron. Um, and it, you know, it's, that's the great thing about Lynx golf. You know, wind at your back, wind into your face, can be you know three, four clubs at least difference. And there's so many different ways to play it. Um, you know, you'll get somebody probably like a Bubba who you know hit a high ball in there. Um, you know, with a lot of spin on it, wanting to you know check it, and then you get guys like a you know, McDowell, um, you know, try and hit a low linksy shot in, you can land it just short and, um, you know, and hope it will sort of run up, but, but there's not a lot of room. I mean, I know, Neil, you were um, with Jez recently at Foresight Sports on the on the simulator there, and you did a little par three challenge at the yeah. postage stamp. There's a lot of chipping. Yeah, a lot of chipping going on. <laughs> Actually, you did well to not go in one of the bunkers, because... It's like know, a little upturned saucer, yeah. isn't it? So, it's, it's narrow, yeah. and... As soon as you're slightly offline, yeah, you're off the you're green. Off the green. Um, I think it should be good viewing this this year as well because I think they're putting cameras in all the bunkers. They have cameras in all the bunkers green. and they've also got a wire camera uh, on that hole as well. Apparently Sawgrass is the only other place, 17 Sawgrass, where uh, they put a similar camera in. So that should really add to you know, the, um, you know, the viewing experience. And I think a lot of you know, all eyes will be on Sky to see what sort of job they do obviously it was very uh, controversial um, decision to um, award the um, broadcast rights to Sky. I think the pressure's on for them to really show some innovation this year to show why um, their bid was successful. Obviously they offered more money, the BBC I well, think. The, as you said Mike, the, the onus is on them to yeah. really show what they can do. Absolutely. I'm hopeful that you that expect them to, don't yeah. you, given what's preceded. Yeah. I'm know. hopeful that they'll really pull yeah. out all the stops and make it a great viewing experience. And actually, if BBC have the highlights, then maybe that's the best way that, that the dedicated golf fan gets the full, all bells and yeah. whistles version on Sky. Yeah. The sort of occasional golf fan, the people who are on the fringes of the game, watch the highlights on the BBC, and that's possibly a bit more watchable than the kind yeah, of... Yeah, and I think it's the opportunity as well for the BBC to do something different with the highlights package not just um, edits of the you know of the best shots of the day but maybe try and look to do something differently I mean it would be you know we should be I'm sure discussing this in the week after the open to 
uh, run see, the rule over Sky indeed. and BBC's coverage, see what they've done. Um, because, it, you know, it was a risk, I think, giving uh, the broadcasting rights to Sky. There will be fewer people watching the live broadcast. However, there are, you know, as I've always sort of said, um, you know, there are so many different ways to engage with the Open Championship through social media, through the Open.com. Golf you know, monthly. Golf <laughs> monthly, absolutely. Yeah, sadly, we don't have broadcast rights. But, I think that's um, the key point, is that there might be fewer people watching the live broadcast, but more people engaged overall with the, yeah, be with interacting the with the, the event. Yeah. Because yeah. Sky and BBC will have vid- be putting video out on their social media yeah. channels, on their websites. There's BBC Radio, BBC Highlights, Sky yeah. TV. There's so many ways to interact with the event. And I think that's let, a point let, with some w- of the let's older... Let's wait and see on that, Nigel. I know, I, I know that you are very keen for that, and... Uh, Sky will obviously do a great job because it's, they're a premium product, they uh, get a lot of money, they obviously put a, put a lot of money into it anyway, Any all their sport coverage is brilliant. Yeah. Mm, yeah. I am a Sky subscriber and it's awesome, so it's going to be great. I just do hope it's not going to be one of those tournaments which doesn't encapsulate, you know, doesn't catch the public's imagination. Mm, yeah. And also, let's, let's also remember that the BBC did fall on their sword, mm. uh, they were supposed to be... Um, Showing live sure cut falling on your sword. No, no they, 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 they were supposed, supposed to be showing, showing live year. coverage yeah, this yeah. year, yeah. and they decided no, we don't want it. So that's not falling on your sword. That's turning your back on one of the well, I think country's it, most popular sports. I think it's yeah. just say that they they could they weren't ever going to be able to compete with uh, with Sky because of the uh, how much investment that Sky can put into something uh, compared to how much investment BBC can. We could talk endlessly because at the can. moment. Uh, the BBC are currently showing Wimbledon, and it shows that the BBC, if they want to do stuff well, they can. There must have there was a little bit of a lack of interest in golf, I think, within the BBC, and it, sadly, it showed in in the in the quality of the broadcast. I felt um, the further it went through. So, f- personally, I'm delighted to see it happen. I think it will be fresh. I think it will be innovative. I think it could be what the game needs. Um, one last question before we hear from from Jez. Um, Jens, why do you think Troon is on the road to? over places such as Royal County Down, Saunton, Royal Porthcawl, places that are, so Royal Troon obviously as Mike has already said is very close to Turnbury, it doesn't have the visual appeal that Turnbury has, it's also on the west coast of Scotland which um, is fantastic but it doesn't, it means that you're not going to get hundreds of thousands of people Mm -hmm. there like you would do at for instance um, Royal St George's down in in Kent. Why is Troon on the rotor over somewhere like as I say, those those other names that I've got on the list. Is it all just logistics or is there more to it? I think it's it's just history. I think once you're on, you've got to do something um, <laughs> pretty bad to be, be off the road to it. And it's Don't produced women voters. Well, yeah, absolutely. And obviously, that you know, it was good to see that Roll Troon had uh, brought their vote forward um, on um, female oh. memberships on, on Friday night, and and uh, you know, so now. Um, Ladies can join Royal Troon Golf Club. There's obviously uh, next door is is the ladies club. So interesting whether guys can join there. But anyway, that's it. Uh, <laughs> <No. laughs> can but I think it's you know the important thing is that that Troon was seen to be um, you know in this day and age open to anybody who would like to um, you know wants to be a member of that golf club go through the Quite right. membership membership process. But but I think that going back to the um, why is Troon on the rotor? Um, it was probably, you know, it's a historical thing that actually it's quite, it's more challenging logistically, both Troon and Turnbury than certainly somewhere like 
St Andrews or uh, Muirfield, even Carnoustie, it's harder, it's quite a slog um, of a drive to get there unless you're coming from Glasgow. For Glasgow it's pretty easy, everywhere else it, it, it's quite um, it's quite tough. So, but I think, you know, th these courses need to now continue to justify their inclusion on the road to all those courses you've mentioned, Porthcawl, Countdown, uh, Saunton, they're all they're great links, absolutely great links courses. Um, and you know, somewhere like Trump Turnbury, whatever you think of, uh, you know, of Donald Trump, you know, he invests a lot of money in creating what he would call world class golf facilities. <laughs> and you know, again, by all accounts, Trump Turnbury, uh, sorry, Trump, Trump links, links up in Aberdeen, yeah. you know, is a fantastic golf course that. You know, could host the Open Championship. Whether they'll break the rotor and ever sort of include them, we'll see Portrush coming back on in nineteen. Yeah, and Porth calls knocking at the door, isn't it? As well, I mean, having hosted the seniors, yeah, and the amateur championship, and championship. yeah, you know, I think they, 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 we had a visit down there a few years ago, and they were, they thought they were putting a good case together, um, but it'll be interesting. So I think the, the only thing is what you point you made earlier, Neil, is that. These players won't, have, you know, a lot of them will never have played Troon until they turn up for a practice round. So, you know, with only, you know, the Open Championship only happening once a year, with it going to St Andrews every five years currently, um, that, you know, you can't keep on adding courses to the rotor. And I think it would be ha having made all the investment in, in the golf course and also in the infrastructure, and it's a massive yeah. job putting all the cabling in, putting all the access routes in I know that there were um, you know some some changes made to the road network even uh, for, to, to, to allow Troon and Turnbury to, to be sort of accessible having made that investment do you then want to say okay well thanks guys for all your efforts but we, you know we're gonna gonna give it to somebody else because again of all the logistics that, that comes with trying to host a, such a massive sporting mm -hmm. event no, I mean, the logistics are arguably as important as look at the right you know look at the Ryder Cup look yeah. at the courses the Ryder Cup goes to uh, they are set up for taking huge numbers of spectators for getting people uh, fans on and off the golf course um, to, to allow it you know for, for for, for viewing, for TV, and for spectators there for a lot of hospitality. And that is the modern nature of, you know, top professional sport. It needs to work from a logistical point of view. But, you know, obviously the Open Championship going to be played in a top-class links. Royal Troon is a top-class links, so... Well, we should keep a watching yeah. brief on that. I mean, these things don't happen quickly, do they? So no. we'll, we'll keep an eye on that. But um, I'm very excited to go and see Troon. Mm -hmm. uh, I think we all are, as, as Mike's been there before, I haven't been. Uh, we're all very excited to see. But... Now we're going to head over to the Foresight Sports HQ in Guildford. Foresight Sports make um, uh, G uh, launch monitors called GC2, which enable people to take a look at how their clubs are performing through impact. You get to see exactly what your golf clubs are doing. And then they had a simulator that they had set up um, for us to play Royal Troon with the stands uh, in operation, um, quite strong winds, <laughs> actually. And uh, during that period, Jez and I took some time out because Jez had recently got back from his trip to Troon where he played the golf course. Uh, he's going to tell me a little bit about the conditions. Okay, so you join me here at Foresight Sports uh, HQ. Uh, Foresight Sports make the GC2 launch monitor. So uh, many of you will have had club fittings over the years where you'll be using either this technology or a similar piece of technology that gives you all the data on how you're hitting the golf ball. Um, we've got a simulator up here 
uh, in front of us that uh, has Royal Troon set mm -hmm. out with all the stands on it. Um, nobody in them. Jez and I played <laughs> played the golf course um, in the simulator a little bit earlier. And um, Jez, thanks for joining me. Yes. Hello. Hello. And you played Troon how long ago now? Um, I. It's about two and a half weeks, maybe something like that. Yeah. Uh, okay, so I've got a few questions about right. how the golf course is set. What can we expect? So um, let's talk firstly about the condition of the golf course. What what can we expect from the rough, and how hard and firm and bouncy is it on the fairways? Well, two and a half weeks ago, it was in, I thought it was in really good condition. It was not brown, but not green, so it's kind of in between, and I know the RNA would like it probably to be a bit browner. Visually, personally, I think it looks a bit better when it's a bit greener, but that's just my personal opinion. Um, and to be honest, I have to say that previous visits to Troon, I'd been a little underwhelmed by the course. But this time, it, I couldn't quite work out what I'd missed because it really was... Do the stands help? Um, possibly, possibly. Help frame really everything and make it Possibly gives it a bit, it more, a bit more... Yeah, maybe. I hadn't really thought of that, but maybe it just gives it a bit more... Yeah, the holes become more individually... Um, um, can't think what sort the of defined is. as yeah, opposed defined, to just feeling, yeah. feeling like you're kind of exposed um, But I just thought it was, I, I mean, I actually couldn't remember some of the holes, which is, is quite unusual for me on a, a well-known Lynx course. So for some of the holes, it was almost like I was playing them for the first time, even though I had played them before, <laughs> which is a bit um, weird. Um, and how Might be you, an age thing. To be how honest. did you play? I played, actually, it was probably the best round of golf I played this year. Oh, okay. Well, say no more. I no, we don't no, want to go, don't go there. I mean, <laughs> three birdies by the eighth. I uh, don't need to hear that. Okay, let's, let's leave it there, shall we? <laughs> I yeah. would have asked you a lot more questions had you played um, poorly. Yes, um, thank you. Uh, greens? Greens were a good pace. I mean, they will be quicker, I think, during the Open. They were a good pace for me. I, I putted pretty well that day. And I tend to do that on greens that aren't at the very fastest end of the spectrum. Um, now, all of our listeners who live in the UK, certainly in the South East, or probably in England, actually, mm. England, Wales, will have experienced some absolutely terrible weather yeah. this summer. You know, constant rain, not particularly warm. Um, that would lead me to think that there was probably some really, really juicy rough out there at, at Troon. Is that the case? Uh, there wasn't at that stage, but we hadn't had these kind of monsoon-like deluges that I don't know whether they've had them in Scotland or not. But um, I've just been down at Prince's the last couple yeah. of days. And down in the south, we've had these incredible deluges and then some quite warm, muggy weather around it, which has sent the rough going through the roof down at Prince's. And, and they are, you know, it was, if you missed the fairway, you were struggling really? to find your find ball. It. So whether Troon has gone that way in the last two or three weeks, I'm, I'm not quite sure. But um, it, it, Do, Would you like to see it go that way for the, um, for the Open? I wouldn't like it to go the way of Carnoustie in 1999 when the rough got a bit out of control. But the, the great thing about the RNA and the way they set up the Open Championship, yeah, they might like it to be firm and fast and bouncy, but they don't do anything to artificially create that, do they? You get what you get at the Open, and the Open depends on what weather you have in the build-up to the Championship, whether it's going to be Muirfield 2013, yep. where it's really, really fast and yeah. dead, you know, hard pan all the way through, or it's going to be a bit more like I guess St George's 2011. Was maybe there's a trend. <laughs> well, I don't know. We've we've had two red hot opens, haven't we, in the last uh, Hoy Lake ten years? Hot, Hoy Lake in it, yeah. 2006 and that Muirfield one. But I think we've had a real mixed bag. And as you say, you know, the weather. I don't think there's any tricking up goes on. All they will do is reduce the water going onto the course. Um, uh, you know, if there's no rain. They're not going to water it, un, you know, unnecessarily. Yeah. 
in their view. Yeah. So if if the weather dictates that it would naturally be brown and hard, it'll be brown and hard. Yes, which is good to see. Um, uh, okay, so tell us about the challenge of, of, of Royal Troon. I know that it's uh, it's famous for its back nine stretch, mm. but tell us about how where the players are going to make their score, kind of what 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 players are going to be um, going to be, be benefiting from the layout. Who does it suit? Who's it Who does suit? it suit? I think it suits someone with a bit of patience right okay because you can make a you can make a real run going out you know that if the prevailing wind is is around during open week you're basically with it for the first hour and a half to two hours you, you sort of you turn back on the postage stamp and then there's a bit of a loop down at the far end of the course and most of the first holes are downwind um, if the wind is, is is as it normally is, and there are some short par fours, shortish par fours, and two par fives there, and uh, guys will be wanting to be a number under par by the time they get to the postage stamp. And then how are, are how hard are those holes coming back? They are hard. Yeah. <laughs> they are hard on a scale of naught to hard. They are hard. Um, the eleventh in particular was one hole, which is notoriously hard. Some people say it's the hardest par four on the open rotor, which may be true. Um, and although the, the road hole and maybe the last at Carnegie is pretty tricky, isn't something it? Something to say about that. But there's a there's a general play tee over on the left where it's hard enough because the railway's on the right, and then just this big swathe of gorse on the left. When you go back to the championship tee, very close to the railway, you're basically just hitting over a sea of gorse. Probably one of the blindest holes on the open rotor now, I would think. One of the blindest holes. One of the most Surely. blind holes. <laughs> Surely. It's either blind or it's not. Um, well, I mean, you get a few semi-blind holes, don't you? Um, but uh, where have you got St George's has got a couple of blind moments, hasn't it? Yeah, OK. Um, but this one, you're not, unless they strim the top off the gorse between now and open week, you're Which not, not going gonna to see where your ball lands. <laughs> so, uh, you're going to be standing on that tee, playing your tee shot, and then waiting for the little man to wave his green flag to say, OK. OK, so... As the man who's played it, as somebody who knows the golf course, give me one name, one player that you would think, I reckon this player's... One player who's going to do well, I'm going to say... Um, let's say... Who's playing well this year? Who's playing well just at the moment? I quite, I quite like the idea that Garcia will somehow win a, an Open or a Major, whether he's quite got the patience and mental resolve to gritted out on the back nine there, I don't know. But the sort of golf course that you would expect him to play well on, yeah. just in terms of a yeah. layout. Yeah, I think so. I don't know what he did there last time it was there. Well, but he's playing quite well this year, isn't he? So. He is. Well, well, we shall watch this space. Jez, thanks for joining us. No problem. Okay, so that was Jeremy Arwood there. Uh, and now we're back in the studio, as it were, talking about um, some of the contenders for the 2016 Open Championship. So I want to, us to all come up with an outsider and a contender Favourite? <laughs> I was going to say insider. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, and talk about their prospects. Uh, and I'm going to go first. Because <laughs> Nick, you always steal my choice. So I'm going to go first this time. Uh, my favourite is Dustin Johnson for obvious oh, reasons. Oh, come on. <laughs> Thomas, you very nearly swore there. Um, I did not. <laughs> uh, I'm over. For obvious reasons, you know, he's just won two of the biggest tournaments there are going around. The week off, turn up a tune, in great form. But more than just the fact that he's playing so well, I think it looks like it's going to be a golf course that's going to be tailor-made for 
It's, it's, it's part, ideal part for Dieter Johnson. Yeah. He, um, that back nine is brutal. It's tight, it's long. You know, the, the 11th is 490 yards when you factor in the dog leg. Mm. It's 467 on the car, but it plays more like 490. And you are going to have to hit a lot of long, straight tee shots. And there's nobody in the game who's driving it longer and straighter than Dustin Johnson. So uh, he would be it would be remiss not to think that he's going to do well. I think, I think we'd all concede that he's yeah. got a very good chance. And my outsider uh, is Lee Westwood, oh, who I'm not sure... You've quite oh, literally done the double, oh. <laughs> good. Good, 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 good. He finished fourth last time. He's in. He's contended at the last two major championships. He's desperate to get into Darren Clark's Ryder Cup team without requiring, you know, slightly awkward phone call for, with his mate. Um, and I'm sure he's watched, uh, seen the sky build up to the open where he's seen Darren Clark talking about what it meant to him to win the Claret Jug. And if you need any more motivation yep. than seeing a very good friend of yours, you know, picking up the trophy that you desperately want, I think that will do it. Whether or not he can get across the line remains to be seen, but it would be, um, he, he's, me, he's me outsider. So who wants to go next? <laughs> I'm done. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> I will go if you want. Go on then. Uh, Favourite? It's not like me to back Sergio Garcia. No, it's not. Generally, you tend to. But um, I think he's got that p- perfect tee shot for that back nine. You know where he tees the ball down with driver and sort of crushes it down there. He keeps it low. It's quite a long way, and he's in good form. And I've, I've said before that if there's any major that I think Garcia is going to win, although I have admittedly said I don't think Garcia is going to win a major. If there is one, I think it'll be the Open. I think Shreen sets up quite well for him. Uh, in terms of an outsider, I will go with someone else with Wood in their name, Chris Wood. That uh, is his name. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I walked three holes with Chris at the French Open, swinging the club very nicely. I three think whole holes with him. Three wow. holes, indeed. Yeah. Were they short? Was it one on par three? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He actually carried it 175 yards with a nine iron on that hole. Wow. Uh, and you were you blown go. away, and therefore you thought he's going to win the Open. Well, no. He listen. He won at Wentworth. He finished sixth in Austria. Finished eleventh last week at the French Open. How many times did he finished second at the Open? Uh, he Twice. Eight and nine. Two Loves Lynx golf. Twice was um, Speaks passionately about how much he loves Lynx golf. In good form. Keen to solidify Ryder Cup berth. I always find it strange that he's good at Lynx golf because I think he's just too tall. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's the it's same with a lot of these English guys who've grown up on the Lynx amateur circuit, though, haven't they? they, have. they all Surely that is not a prerequisite for being good at Lynx. You have to be short. You sound like Roy Hodgson. I did, I did a little bit. <laughs> well, that's just my voice, Neil. But, um, okay. Uh, I think that's a not bad chat. Yeah. Uh, I think you saw him at 90 to 1 earlier, so I'm going to have some money on that. Good. Uh, Tom. Oh, hello. Um, uh, As our resident betting expert, expert. who's 500 points up now. Are you? Did everyone else bet on Tong Chai JD last week? No, just me. Okay. Um, (laughs) So, uh, favourite, I'm going to say uh, Roy McElroy. He's quite a good golfer, uh, as most people will know that. with a little uh, in brackets, if the weather's good, because if the weather's good, I think I told he, you already the weather's not going to be great. Uh, yes, but I don't believe you. So um, <laughs> if the weather's good and if he gets a good draw and misses the storms and all that, um, you saying no one's hitting the ball as good as Dustin Johnson? I think Roy McIlroy is, is hitting the ball very well at the moment. Although he has said he's doing a few things with this with his grip and stuff like that. Mm. When we met him last Indeed. Sunday or it's whenever last it was, Sunday, yeah, so he's uh, changing his grip. Yeah, um, um, but he's he just seems to be in contending every single tournament he plays in, so I think it would be silly not to mention him. He's also, of course, an Open champion already, uh, and got all that. And then my outsider, I don't want to get shouted at, so I was going to say Shane Lowry, 
but I won't say Shane Lowry. I'm going to say Matthew Fitzpatrick, who is one of my favourite tips. He, you say he's uh, very much your version of Nick's Thomas Peters, isn't he? Uh, isn't he? No, he's because I, I don't find um, I don't find golf as attractive <laughs> to look at, whereas Nick does. So um, no, uh, we talked about total driving. Fitzpatrick hits the ball a decent distance, but he's so straight with it; it's ridiculous. He's he's I think in top ten both of those. So. Um, He's someone. What, I think what would his odds be? Do you think he? Oh, he's well, a, he's outside fifty. Yeah, he probably, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, he'd probably. I think he's sixty-five-ish. Something like yeah, that. Probably, yeah, probably a bit higher than that. He's, he's won again quite recently. Um, obviously, he's he's also, you know, had a top ten at, at the Masters. So I um, made the cut, at the cut the cut at the US Open, although he didn't have a very good weekend. So I just think he's one of those players who um, could have a very good open week. He looked brilliant in Sweden, didn't he? Yeah, you look brilliant. It's a good shot. Um, Mike? Um, my favourite um, would be Ricky Fowler. Uh, I think he's consistently proved his ability uh, links golf. What's his form like? It's not great, but I don't think that really matters going into an Open Championship because it's unlike any other week of the year, really. Um, you know, won the Scottish Open gone last year, um, has contended in the Open Championship before. I think he has those sort of attributes that we talked about. You know, he's a, uh, he's a consistent um, off the tee, you know, long and straight. Uh, I think he's got great imagination, which you will, you know, you always need on Lynx golf courses. And I think he's got a cool head. I think he's um, able to get the job done when he's under pressure. Uh, Last six winners of the Open Championship Royal Troon have been an American. So I said that earlier. Yep, and I've got it written down here. In the notes. <laughs> Sadly, it's um, like the quiz. <laughs> so, uh, so yeah, I, I, um, I fancy Ricky Fowler. I would have gone for Lee Westwood <laughs> as well. Unfortunate <laughs> Carry um, on. I like Ricky Fowler's chances. Um, I would have gone for Lee Westwood as well. I actually watched quite a bit of the. French Open on uh, TV and Westwood, you know, played some really good golf, really good golf. Uh, relatively flat greens at Troon. I know. Um, you can't have you know, Westwood. He's also no, no, but it, you know, but putting can be his Achilles' heel. I think it's sort of a less demanding putting yeah. um, examination at Royal Troon than perhaps some of the um, some of the Open courses. So good tee to green. And I would really like to see um, Westwood win a major. He's a good guy. Um, but if I was to know. press you on and come up with a there. Somebody else. Um, okay. Uh, Bernd Wiesberger. Oh, um, that's from left field. Yeah. And again, b- b- been playing well. I think he's got the game ready to... Very confident guy. Uh, and, you know, is waiting for an opportunity to step up and win a really big tournament. So Hits it long and straight as well. Yeah, you know... Um, and I just again watched some of his play in the in the French Open. Thought um, looked like he was hitting the ball well. So and, and interestingly, saw a lot of McElroy's round on Saturday at the French Open, and he was hitting some great iron shots. You just couldn't, you know, he wasn't holing putts which you would expect him to hold. So McElroy's a very streaky putter. Uh, if he gets it going, he normally puts well for all four rounds. So. Yeah, I think you know. Unsurprisingly, he's a you know he's a good shout as well. Okay, well that leads us on to our quiz. 
Uh, so everyone needs a bit of paper. Tom, you failed to bring well, in a pen or a piece of paper. You've, you've nicked my quiz setup and then not told me what apparatus to bring. You need. What? And also, I've just been handed a pen, <laughs> which is a big biro without the plastic bit. So I've just got. It the broke. There's well, the other part of it. Well, You're going to have to just make do and mend on that front. Uh, okay, so the the format, as Tom said, I'm going to steal his format from the um, the US Open. Technically, um, this quiz. is my Christmas quiz format. It is. Um, so you need to. Um, How many questions? Just, are there's there? ten questions. You just need ten? to provide an answer for all ten. Um, and I've split the questions up. So there's course, history of Troon, the town, last year, Open history, this year. Experience, 2004, visitors, and of course, oh lucky dip. Yeah. Let the record show I'm closing the magazine. You are closing your open Can preview issue. Show I'm not very confident. I'm gonna you don't have a pen that works. <laughs> I've got a pen that doesn't work. <laughs> I've been lacking. No David Taylor okay. this week. So, so keep, keep, your, uh, keep your answers to yourselves. Okay, question number one. Very simple, easy opener. Uh, think of this as the first at St Andrews. How many par fives are there at Troon? It gets harder from here. So if you don't know the answer to this, you really are in trouble. Um. <laughs> Consider myself in trouble. <laughs> There's a bit of um, looking blankly going on in the room. I'm going, right, okay. Uh, Just write down an answer. Um, question number two. History of Troon. Who won the first Royal Troon oh, Open Championship? I this earlier. I've once had a burger named after this man. Really? At Frinton Golf Club, yeah. Sorry, I didn't want to give you any. Not well, familiar with the Frinton Golf Club menu. I'll look forward to the second half of that story when we come out with the answer. Um, town, what's in the burger? Question number three. Burger eating. <laughs> <Burger. laughs> <laughs> Trying to get any clues from that. No, I think it's just the fact that. They're it. Oh. No, 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 no. I think the fact they had an association with the golf club. <laughs> <laughs> That's not much use to you there, Tom. No. Uh, so, town question. Which. Um, two land bodies can you see um, from Troon that are based in the Firth of Clyde? <laughs> can I? So which I don't two, understand what which the question two, They're not. They are islands. Which two things oh. can you see out at sea when you're playing at golf at Royal Troon, or walk, indeed walking around the town? Um, landmarks, land bodies, islands, whichever way you wish to describe them. I'm sure people will. Tell me. <laughs> this could be. Her. I could have some horrendous um, answers. This is. Uh, can I just say that? I'm trying to think if I can think of anything funny to I say. I wasn't available for the um, US Open preview podcast in which Tom did a quiz, but I did the quiz while I was driving my car and listening to the podcast. I got two out of ten. So <laughs> David so, Taylor got eight and a half out of ten. Well, sensational effort. Uh, last year, so last year's Open Championship, uh, there was a three off, three way playoff at last year's Open Championship. But what score did you require? to get into that three-way playoff. Mm. You didn't think I was going to ask you who was in the playoff, did you? Do you know what, I, 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 I think I'd struggle to say, I can't even remember who won it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, he's not remembered. Well, uh, Zach Johnson won it, I can tell you that. Yes, That's, um, uh, not much so, are we looking for a minus? That it is under par. Yeah, yes. no, you don't want the, the how many strokes they... Minus what? Yes, thank you. Okay. Thank you. Blimey. 
Uh, <laughs> what score did you require against the player? Yeah, you're going to have to write something down. So what down. were you at the... What yeah. score to par yeah. were, were the three goals at the end of 72 <laughs> hours of regulation play? That much, no. that confusing. No, wasn't no you don't have to say two. Oh, maybe just Yeah, that's what, that's yeah. what, that's what that's, I was just wondering. Clarification. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Questions are a little bit vague at the moment, oh, Neil, just so go. you know. Just a little bit vague. Open history. Question number five. How many courses have hosted the Open Championship? Now you really should. All of you should get this. I'll be oh yeah, yeah, we should. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is your bread and butter. You work for a golf no. Sorry, zoo. this is not my bread and butter. Your That's bread and a butter. stat. Your bread and butter is literally is bread and butter. My chicken. bread and butter is you did yes with chicken. A whole chicken, <laughs> nothing else. I'm gonna, I'm gonna have chicken for lunch today. <laughs> okay, uh, this year, question number six: How much is a Open Championship Day ticket? Nick, you looked it up earlier. I did. No excuse to get I this did. wrong. Nailed it. I'm hoping. Sorry, could I ask a bit of clarification? Would that be during a tournament day? Tournament day, or not practice, practice day. day. Okay. And I'm not referring to juniors or any other category apart from okay. adults. Yeah. Okay. Um, any bonus points for knowing what <laughs> Sunday practice day ticket is? Yes. <laughs> I'm, 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 I'm going to put it down. I'll just leave it there. Put it down. It, put yeah. it down, definitely. Yeah. It might come useful. Yeah. Um, Tiebreaker. Okay, question number seven, which is not very well worded, but oh, you should have to bear with me, right? Um, explain to me, <laughs> explain the key fundamentals to the RNA's mobile phone policy at the Open. Are you allowed them? Um, if so, what what are the rules relating to using them? I will be the um, I will officiate as to whether I give you a correct answer. Can I just say, or no writing a sentence yeah. with this pen is nigh on impossible. Your writing's bad enough as it is as well. Um, okay, question. Hang on a minute. Number eight, which I think question number eight. I think Mike is going to. I hazard a guess that Mike will get it, and the other two won't. I'm still right. I'm still writing my answer. That's pressure. <laughs> that is pressure. Uh, I'm pretty sure you'll get this. Am I still waiting for Tom? I'm there. I'm done. Okay, good. Uh, qu- in 2004. Um, we've already talked quite a lot about Todd Hamilton and his use. Some might say overuse, over-reliance on the hybrid shot. Who would say that? Well, no one, because he won. <laughs> uh, how many, uh, sorry, no, what brand of hybrid oh. did he, you, I see Mike's gone straight to the pad, he knows the answer, the other two staring at the wall. I remember they, they used to sell them in a... Golf shop? In a golf shop. Um, I, I'm going to say, I'm going to give you a small clue, you either know it or you don't. <laughs> I don't think it gets. Well, thanks for that. That is really, really <laughs> helpful. Insight. Um, question number nine. Visitors. How much is a green fee to play Royal True this summer? Not twilight times, not any, anything, but just if you wanted to just play um, a round of golf at True, how much are you going, how much money are you going to I've, I've guessed. Okay. I've written um, down a number. Question number 10. Uh, which was my favourite question. Uh, which former Liverpool footballer hails from Troon? I'm going to give you a, uh, a clue to wow. say he's now age 54 and he's a defender. Well, he was a defender. He's 54. Hang on a minute. Who uh, do you support? Liverpool. Oh. It'd be embarrassing to get this wrong then, wouldn't it? <laughs> defender. Defender. Okay. 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 Uh, has everyone completed 
Mean, no, I'm just. Um, I'm, 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 I'm between two people for that answer. Don't worry about having any questions about actual golf or the players or anything like that. He's how old is he? Fifty-four. Oh, fifty-four. Do, don't you, you always do this? You, don't blame me for your lack of knowledge. Okay, enough. Some hang play on. to my strengths. Hang on, hang on. I might change. Right, my we're going to have to. I'm going to call time on the quiz. So pass your answers to the person to your right. That's yeah, wrong. Mike, you gonna, good luck reading Tom's it's, answers. Yeah, that's wrong. I'm not happy with that last answer. It's wrong. I know his writing is not the best. <laughs> oh, oh. Just, just seen one of Nick's answers. Just Nick's answer for the question ten. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, I suspect he's older than that. <laughs> forward to reading. Also, that. not a defender. Also, not a defender. <laughs> I'm a millennial, Clazza. Are you? I don't think you are. I think I'm a millennial. You're not a millennial. What is actually, what's the definition of a millennial? Someone who turned 18-ish around the turn of the millennium. Ah, fair enough. I turned 18. I'm not millennial then. There you go. Okay, let's move on. Anyway, to the quiz. Um, how many par fives are there at Royal Troon? The answer, three. Um, um, they are the fourth, the sixth, and the sixteenth. No, I changed my mind. Oh, no, so did, I. did anyone get it right? Yeah, Nick. Oh dear. Uh, question number two. Who won the first um, Royal Troon Open Championship? Mike, you got the right answer. And the answer was? Arthur Havers. Arthur Nigel Havers. Arthur. Yes. <laughs> and uh, as I say, yeah, they have, have a, a Havers burger named after him at Frinton. Uh, can I just say, what, I, but what, I'm struggling already. Special about it's the not really. I think just it's burger. Just, a, just a burger. Does it come okay. with chips? Uh, if ordered, yeah. Good, good. If ordered. <laughs> Actually, probably standard. Is it cheese and bacon, or just cheese? Okay, it's quite a while, quite Can a while ago. Can we this out now? Yeah. Okay. Um, I might be going to Burger King for lunch. <laughs> burger on the way to the chicken shop. Uh, the year was 1923, and Mr. Havers, uh, which I think is very impressive, shot 73, 73, 73, 76, which, Troon wasn't a pitch and putt in those days, and in 1923, yeah. you're doing well to hit a yeah. more than 200 yards. I think that is my... Local Chinese restaurants <laughs> takeaway number. Um, question number three: Which two land bodies, or however you want to phrase this question, I think we all got there in terms of understanding the question in the end. Uh, can you see from Troon? The answer is Elsa Craig and the Isle of Arran. Someone has been cheating. I'm going spectacular to spectacular work. I'm glad Mike's given me half a point. I was just checking that. Half a point. Half a point. Someone has been cheating. Can I just say some, there's some very there's cheating going on here. There's no cheating. Uh, question number four. Uh, the three-way playoff at last year's Open Championship. What score did you need to get in there in terms of how many under par, plus or minus? Um, who wants to tell me the answer? No one knows. <laughs> just, just, just tell Silence. us. Silence. Minus 15. Crikey. Did anyone under no. overestimate? No one. Everyone underestimated. And who was in that playoff? Leishman, Estes and Johnson. Correct. Sadly, there's nothing on offer for that piece of knowledge, Nick. Um, still basking in the glory of my successful answer on the previous question. Um, oh. Question number five. How many uh, courses have hosted the Open Championship? Uh, go to the open.com, I think is the website, and on the homepage they tell you the answer to this question. Also, they also probably tell you on Golf Monthly website as oh, well. Yeah, go to Golf Monthly <laughs> to verify this information. <laughs> you two. <laughs> uh, the answer is 14. Oh, is Tom off the mark? I've got half, a, got point. half a point okay. for Elsie Craig. 
Did you come up with a second island body? Did you say Ireland? I did say Ireland. I said Northern Ireland and the Isle of Mull. I knew it was an Isle of something. Yeah. Of course, now Aaron. Yeah, I remember that. Okay, question number six. This year. I'm not really sure Elsa Crater land body or whatever you did. But anyway, I'll. What's the stat about Elsa Craig? Rock. What's the stat about Elsa Craig? I know. I know one. Can I get a point if I can tell you one? You know when you go uh, when you go curling. You know when you go down curling. What? You know curling, the great Scottish sport of curling. All the stones come from Elsa Craig. Do they? Yeah, that is a good fact. Knowledge. Is it so you're not playing curling if you're using a stone that's not from Elsa? I don't think you can. I don't think they're available. Interesting. I'll have to remember that for next time's Royal True Open Championship (laughs) quiz. Uh, how much is a championship day ticket at eighty pounds? Uh, eighty pounds, Nick. Yep, correct. Well done, Nick, uh, for saying that out loud in the office earlier. And for those interested in going, Genius go for free, and it's there's a reduced green fee, oh, green fee, uh, day ticket for um, uh, uh, people between the age of sixteen and twenty-one. Youngsters. I was going to call them adolescents. Young people. <laughs> Young people. I think you've got the tiebreaker wrong. Do you? For the Sunday practice round. Do you? Yeah. Oh, yes, go on. Is there a Sunday practice There is, round? yeah. I, th- I thought it was a tenner, but Mike's gone with 15. I'll tell, tell you what, let's have a monetary bet. Let's have a monetary bet on that, yeah. Five pounds on that. Mm-hmm. Okay. Wow. Big, big. Well, stay tuned for next week, and we'll give the answer to <laughs> I'm that. Not fi- five I'm not five going five straight on Chris Wood, Nick. Just remember, when the fun stops, stop. I will indeed. <laughs> so and question number seven. Uh, which I've labelled. I have a very good answer for this experience, uh, which is what's the <laughs> mobile phone policy the open. I'm going to just read out what I've written here. Yes, you can take mobile phones. Now you can make calls uh, in the mobile device zones. Uh, you can use data, so data is fine to use, but the phone must be on silent at all times and no photographs. I'll tell you what, I've got an awful lot right there. During Championship days. Ah, see, that's the thing. There's this, no I mean, this is one of the worst questions in quiz history because how. It did, it did require. Somewhat ambiguous. Yeah. So Mike's put on hey. silent, correct? No yeah. photos in tournament days. Absolutely okay. correct. So that's, that's me, that, that, surely I get a that's point. That's, that. a, that's a lack of that's, detail. That's in that succinct and that's correct. I know, but also, it doesn't say you have to. No, but it doesn't say you have to. The question wasn't right. Hang on a minute. You don't have to say that you have to make calls in designated areas, which is a very important that, thing. That, that is okay, a good point. And it doesn't say you can. You have to have social. You can half use web data. Half a point. So you set the precedent whereby you have to tick every part of the policy. No, but the crucial element is you have to. You can use your phone in mobile phone areas, which you didn't get. I would. I would agree. That's quite a. I'd like, this one. I'd like at least half a point. Mike's got a loud, silent, no pics on comp days, and <laughs> something say, illegible. No Ten, video. No vid. No video. No mention time. of data half or point, phone call zones. Half, half a point. Is everyone happy? Half a point. Oh, yeah, that's fair. Me, oh, come on, give me a point. <laughs> oh, no, actually. Look how many points I've got so far. Come on. I will give you a point for that. <laughs> AFL story for you. It's a pity point, though. A pity I'll point. take that. I'll take <laughs> a pity point. your only point. Don't criticise the question would be my advice. Um, que- question number eight, 2004. Um, Nick, you were disappointed that not enough questions were asked about players or the tournament itself. Which brand of hybrid did Todd Hamilton use to victory? I don't know. I went with McGregor. Incorrect. Uh, Tom? I said Orca. Incorrect. Mike? A tailor-made and it was a rescue club. Oh. It was Sonatech. No! He's now sponsored by TaylorMade. No, uh, but do do you know what the bizarre thing was? He had a TaylorMade hat and I think he's TaylorMade driver and that was the only 
You're right, it was a sewn attack. It was a sewn attack. Oh, you've now made me worried. If it's no, 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 you're right. No, you're right. <laughs> okay. But the, because the interesting thing was he had a tailor-made hat on, and I think he used... Tailor-made uh, 500 drivers? No, I think it was an R7. R7. But then he had Mizuno irons, as I remember. Yeah. He had a real hodgepodge bag, yeah. but tailor-made, you know, sort of sponsored him hat and driver. Yeah. And well, oh, no. That leads us to the final question, um, which I'm looking forward to Nick's answer. No, it's well, not. No, it doesn't. No. It's not oh, question, question number nine. nine, sorry. How much is a green fee to play Royal Tune? in the summer this summer summer of 2000 what are you laughing uh, my answer yeah for 10 how much how much is a green fee I said 135 mm. I may have underestimated you did incorrect uh, the other answer is actually 190 and 195 incorrect and incorrect is it in between it's those? 220 <laughs> really um, but that does include a round on the Portland course <laughs> it does yes you can play as much golf on the other golf course. Um, that's available Mondays, Tuesdays and Thursdays. Mm -hmm. There is a £5 booking charge for credit cards. Um, that's a lot all, of money. All useful information, I think. That's a lot yes. of money. Um, question number 10. Which former Liverpool footballer hails from Royal Troon? Now age and what was your four, and is a defender. Oh, so, so not Kenny Dalgleish then? <laughs> 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 no. no. Um, uh, anyone else want to hazard a guess? I said Steve Nichol. And I said Alan Hansen. It was Steve Nichol. Oh! oh boom! Quite a good, good little wow. surge at the end there. I thought he was correct. Older than that. Right, return your papers to their I will. Interesting, you know, I played golf Ooh, nice. with a couple of readers. Again, a little shout out to uh, Golf Monthly reader Nick Hercules, who um, I played golf with. Um, Recently, he'd bid, can you believe, it was, it was all for charity, he'd bid to play golf with me at a top 100 golf course, so uh, played with him and two of his friends uh, at Sunningdale, who were very kind, kindly accommodated, we had a great round of golf, and he was saying he's a massive fan of the podcast, uh, but he, and, and he really liked the um, cheeky chappy from Essex, which I assume was Tom, <laughs> but he did say we needed to look at the uh, volume of uh, Tom's voice, and I just said, unfortunately, that, that is the frequency there, there is no <laughs> switch on the back of Tom <laughs> no. to turn up or down. This is my and, voice. And Nick, What's I'm going to... Nick. Nick Hercules. Hello, Nick. Yeah, there That's you go. Day, isn't it? Absolutely. So, yeah. But, um, <laughs> Strong name. Not you, Nick. You're there. That wasn't saying hello to you. Uh, so, right. Um, Tom. Uh, Tom, what? I scored three and a half out of ten. Nick, tell us your score. Four and a half. Mike? I'm 35 out of ten, but actually I think that's 3.5 <laughs> out of ten. So we have a clear winner with a whopping four and a half out of ten. Nick, stop complaining about the quiz. Back time you've won a quiz. Yeah, it's, it's been a while. This it's year, been a while, I think. That's yeah. poor knowledge. Um, anyone listening that was doing quiz. the quiz at the same time, uh, if you got over five, five or six is a I think that was score. a good score. Um, how do they do the, the sort of rankings where you do a Sudoku in the Telegraph? It's like, you know. Yeah, what is it? Brilliant. Fiendish? Yeah, something like that. Fiendish. Anything up around nine or ten is absolutely <laughs> outstanding. Fiendish levels of quizzing. Um, well, I haven't changed my par five up. Anyway. So, um. so okay. Right. Um, very quickly wanted to finish by talking, uh, just touching on our specific plans for the Open Championship. So we all head up um, next week. At start of next week to Royal Troon, um, where we are going to be producing some content live from the golf course every day. Um, so please do keep an eye on the Golf Monthly channels. Um, gents, what's your actual plan for watching the golf as it unfolds on Sunday? On Sunday? Yeah, just skip forward Sunday. to Sunday. So, um, again, I found out something specifically from Mike earlier in the podcast saying that the course was quite flat. Is that right? Did you say that? So, when I've been to St Andrews and stuff like that, we always 
well, I've always found that actually going to one of the big grandstands, getting an elevated mm -hmm. view, try and see if you can get a, a view of um, a green and a tea perhaps or something like that. I don't know where that is specifically. I think half the fun is actually trying to go and find out and find a spot. Mm. Um, so you get up high, let the golfers do the work for you. So instead of following them around and getting actually knackered and then having to have a, a nap whilst you have a pint, um, let, them, <laughs> let them do the walking and you know, come, come and see them. Um, I think that, that that's always a, a good thing. And if you, you find a little bit of TV coverage here and there as well, then, then that's always handy as well, of course. Indeed. I'll probably aim, I had a, a brilliant time last year inside the ropes following Justin Rhodes and <laughs> Ricky Fowler, and I'll probably try and locate Justin Rhodes again and follow him for a few holes, but that's about it, really. He's going to make the cut. Thanks for that. Justin's yeah. definitely going to make the cut. Okay. Always makes the cut. And um, Justin, it, do Nick a favour and have a selfie with him at some point. Actually, speaking to Justin on, on Thursday morning for the uh -huh. first time, oh, so yeah. that'd be it. Yeah. Oh, very good. Mm. Uh, Mike, you and I are returning yeah. back down to London yep. on the Friday uh, afternoon, um, having been probably over-opened by that point, yeah. as it was. Friday, were. Friday. Over-opened. Friday. Friday, yeah. Yeah, is that what you yeah, said? Yeah, yeah, Sorry, yeah. Because yeah. the, the Open Week is a, a very yeah. social event mm. uh, and lots of meetings with clients yeah. and lots of events out of the evening. Yeah. And so how will you be watching it on Sunday? I will be sat in my, uh, what I call my study, which my wife calls my sports TV room, <laughs> uh, with a colossal screen there, um, probably ruining... Um, my bets on Ricky Fowler and uh, Bernd Wiesberg and probably by that time I've normally backed more people uh, than I've not as I sort of chase my uh, <laughs> chase my losses but no I do um, I've done the full open week for a number of years uh, say um, I'm quite concerned to hear that Nick and Tom will not be in the media centre no, furiously think... typing away all day they'll be out on the court you've read between the lines there <laughs> Yeah, you know, Nick's pestering Justin Rose. You know, to, and I'm, to, having, to, I'm to, at the bar. I'm having a time. Don't forget, you are allowed to use your mobile phone. Well, this as we found out earlier. True, so, yeah. um, so the specific mobile phone. I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm, go, I'm going to really enjoy watching um, coverage uh, on the television over the over the weekend on Saturday and Sunday. Got nothing but line through the diary on both days. Um, um, well, as I've already said, just keep an eye on the golf monthly. Uh, website in particular because that's where we have all of our um, special features that will be written that will be posted um, but also keep an eye on our Facebook page Twitter uh, Instagram because we will all, all four of us plus the rest of the Golf Monthly mm. team will be providing as much colour and insight to the Open Championship as possible so whilst we can't we don't have broadcast rights um, as we've already discussed that those belong to Sky and the BBC um, we will be providing lots of behind the scenes uh, information lots of um, extra bits that will hopefully help you get more from your viewing of the Open Championship. I believe you'd call it the perfect second screen accompaniment to, uh, <laughs> Indeed. to, to watching, the, watching well, the broadcast. Well said. It? Well, there you have it. Um, <laughs> They've got Snapchat as well. Snapchat, yeah. of course. Yeah. If you have to get Snapchat, if you're into Snapchat, yep. then can't we work will be Snapchat. Snapchat. <laughs> so I'll, let, I'll let you deal with that. You'll be, be old for that now, aren't you? <laughs> I think so. Um, anyway, thank you very much for listening and uh, tune in on uh, Sunday night, Stroke Monday morning, where we will post um, a special podcast of the winner's press conference if Tom manages to make it out of the bar and uh, Nick manages to sort of divorce himself from Justin Rose's hip. Um, <laughs> then we will post a, a special podcast of the winner's press, press conference. Uh, plus we'll also look to produce a, an open uh, review podcast too. Uh, but until then, it's goodbye.